It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell you a smart speaker. They'll play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from how will we rank the four teams still standing when it comes to Championship Sunday in the NFL. You got Lions, 49ers, oh my, on one side. Chiefs and Ravens on the other side. We're going to rank those teams. Part of the NFL Freddie and Harry selection committee for the final time this year. That comes your way in about 10 minutes. And when it comes to Purdy, Brock Purdy, the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, you know he has support. Not from Devin Kane, one of our producers. Maybe not even from Harry Douglas this weekend. But George Kittle, tight end for the 49ers. He's tired of this Brock Purdy slander. And he said as much when he joined Pat McAfee and the boys on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday. I don't know. Are people tired of a good underdog story? Like, do people not want to see a, a normal person it? succeed? Like, I'm sorry that he's not like six foot four, 240 pounds, can throw it 80 yards and, you know, has all these rushing highlights. Like, he plays our system perfectly. You see him, he takes the perfect footwork. He has great arm. He has great eyesight. He doesn't just throw checkdowns the entire way up and down the field. He tries to force the ball downfield to try to get the ball into the hands of Debo Ayuk and me. Hey, and if that's not open, Chris Caffrey's underneath for a 10-yard gain. Like, he does all the things that you ask you want of a quarterback, and people just don't want to see that for some reason right now. And, hey, it is what it is, and I think, uh, I know Brock, and I think Brock's just going to keep playing the quarterback position at a super high level, and I don't think he listens to the noise, so people will just keep talking, and it is what it is. Anytime a player unsolicited says he doesn't listen to the noise, they've heard the noise. They've listened to the noise. They understand the noise, and it can be fuel. It could be nothing. But anytime an athlete, Harry, says, Oh, we don't pay attention to that. How do you know about that if you're not paying attention to it? They've clearly heard all the slander when it comes to their quarterback, Purdy, Brock Purdy in San Francisco. Well, uh, when it comes to Brock Purdy, I feel like he's done a tremendous job being the starting quarterback for this football team. Going into the game last year and then starting after afterwards, it's not an easy situation he was thrusted into. and then, mm-hmm. But it also showed his head coach and Kyle Shanahan, who's their play caller, believing and trusting into in, in him uh, across the board. But coming into this season, he had a lot of pressure on him because a Absolutely. lot of people wanted to see things in a larger sample size. Um, he hit a patch this season where the three-game skid was, you know, People had a significant reason to to bash him or whatnot, but he also didn't have key pieces and key players on his team. And I think when you look at Brock the other day versus the Green Bay Packers, he missed some throws. Let me say this. He missed a lot of throws. But he also had some very dynamic throws, in my opinion, that were key and important to them thriving and moving on, plus the last drive uh, that they had to go down when they need to score points. Mm -hmm. He was able to lead them to a touchdown drive. So – Brock Purdy's going to be okay. Trust me, y'all. They're going against the, I think, the 27th ranked pass defense in the National Football League in the Detroit Lions. Yeah. That's why I don't think he has to play great to win on Sunday. You believe he has to. I don't think he has to. Well, I don't don't think great, though. Okay. I think he has to be good. Okay. You don't think great? But I think when – 
when you have open guys, I don't think he can miss players like he missed against Green Bay. Absolutely. No doubt about that because you miss those kind of throws. Then all of a sudden your, your team starts pressing even more to try yep. to overcome what you were not able to do. For my money, I'm not going to say that he's the most pressurized person on the San Francisco 49ers in that game. To me, and I can't believe I'm saying this, the pressure's on that front four. Those mm. bloodthirsty pirates that have dominated the line of scrimmage pretty much all year long, outside that three-game stretch that they had where they got pushed around and it seemed like they fixed that, and they really started pushing on people until they ran into the Baltimore Ravens, until they ran into that offensive line that pushed them around on their home field. Guess what the Detroit Lions like to do? Push you around. And they're playing with a lot of confidence in that offensive line, not just running the football, but also protecting drag golf, keeping them clean, nice and healthy, feeling all snuggly behind that offensive line. But when they want to get rough and ready, they're going to do it. And I've seen the 49ers, Green Bay last week, pushed them around pretty good until the late stage of the third and fourth quarter when they got the lead and he had to throw the football and then Jordan Love threw that pick and Dre Greenlaw was able to seal the deal for the San Francisco 49ers. As much as we want to say that Brock Purdy got to be great, got to be this, got to be that, all those things are true. But to me, I got to circle around that defensive line. They better show up on Sunday against the Lions because if they don't, guess what the Lions are going to do? Our five is better than you four. If you can't stand up to us, we're going to keep moving you around because the Ravens did it. And for a time last Saturday night, the Green Bay Packers did that 49th front four as well. I think that's the thing that stood out to me the most in that ball game outside of Brock Purdy, right? The quarterback position was how much success the Green Bay Packers had rushing the football and how the defense line of the San Francisco 49ers for the most part mm-hmm. weren't a factor in that ball game. And Aaron Jones and being able to rush on the outsides, right, and outside zone. And I thought the receivers for Green Bay did a phenomenal job blocking, too, in which I know the receivers for the Detroit Lions take great pride in because of who their head coach is and what he demands from everyone on that football team. But if the Detroit Lions are able to be balanced – Mm. It, it it can easily be a loss for the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. because we know Jared Goff is at his best when the football is being rushed effectively. And then late in that game last week, um, we seen a guy named Jameer Gibbs have a 31-yard touchdown run that was very pivotal, right? And the reason why it was so dynamic is because the play was supposed to go front side. Well, immediately he stuck his foot in the ground, got north and south, seen the whole backside. But a guy that's all, all pro at safety and Antoine Whitfield Jr., Yeah. He yeah. he left him right there where he, where he was standing. Yeah, he got the stanky leg. Yeah, <laughs> and beat him. And he has the speed to 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 be the home run hitter. But also, you had a guy in Jameer Gibbs coming out of the backfield for a twenty yard gain on the H choice, right? In which the running back has uh, an opportunity to go break out or break in. And Jared Goff, they love running that play with him because mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs is dynamic in that capacity. But it, it's gonna be it's not gonna be easy for San Francisco. But if no you doubt. allow Detroit to be balanced offensively, now you're going to be guessing a lot of the times about what they have coming next. I can't wait to see what this is going to look like because these two teams are mirror images of each other. They believe they're going to be the most physical. They're going to be the toughest. They're going to have that bouncer throwing people out of the club at the end of the night mentality. Whose bouncer is going to be better at which club? Because that's the Detroit Lions philosophy on offense with that offensive line. That's the 49ers philosophy Really more on defense. I know they can run the football, Christian McCaffrey, and believe me, that's the guy I think has to be great. 
for the San Francisco 49ers. That's mine. Yeah. If McCaffrey, That's mine. And I'm co-signing with you on that one. Because if he's great, they have to worry about Brock Purdy. He helps the quarterback. He helps the defense. If that guy is great, the Lions, as terrific as Jameer Gibbs is, they don't have an answer for that guy that, let's be honest, Chris McCaffrey is a top five player, at worst a top eight player in the National Football League, based on what we've seen the last couple of years. So if he's great, then he can level off. But if he's not able to be great, is that 49ers offensive line physical enough against the Lions defensive line? Because I know on the other side, the Lions, just like in the movie The Waterboy, when Coach Klein was told by his, his used-to-be coaching part, things are going to get awfully, awfully physical. And if they I believe in up, you, man. I believe in you guys. Just trust me, man. I believe in you, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be at halftime to bowling ball. <laughs> Does anybody have an idea? Anybody? If they can't stand the 49ers defensive line to the offensive line of the Detroit Lions. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over not one, not two, but 30 coverage options. An easy-to-use mobile app personalized discounts, and much, much more. So get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections are not available in all states or in all situations. Who's in? Are they in? And who's out? Where are they? Out, out. It's time to find out from the Freddie and Harry Selection Committee. Now, we haven't done this since the end of the regular season. So now we got four teams left. How will we rank those four teams standing? Baltimore-Kansas City AFC Championship game. That game at 3 o'clock Eastern time on CBS. Then the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Detroit Lions. That game is 6.30 Eastern time on Fox. Both of those games on Sunday. So it's time for the Freddie Harris Selection Committee involving Devin Kane and Shannon Penn and other producers when it comes to conference championship weekend. So we always start with... Number one. So who's the best team? Who's it going to be? Let, let, can, Shannon and Dev, y'all go ahead and give absolutely. y'all best team first. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. You, you guys like to be mouth almighty, tongue everlasting other times, so be it right now. <laughs> all right, good. We're both confident. All right. We haven't talked at all. So okay. I'm just going to say Baltimore Ravens. If oh. we're looking at if we're looking at week to week, okay. I was much more impressed with what they were able to do against the Texans. They're mm-hmm. not as good a team as the Bills are. True. But I think they just were able to – dominate in all facets of the game. Lamar Jackson's playing at an MVP level. I don't know, man. It's It was between the Ravens and the Chiefs. I'm taking the Ravens. Okay. Okay, well, since y'all took the Ravens, I'm going to take the Ravens also because I believe they're the best yeah. team still in the National Football League. Those bloodthirsty pirates like Freddie <laughs> Coleman talk about defensively. Kyle Hamilton now is in, in going nowhere. Roquan Smith. And then we talking about Axel Jackson, Lamar Velus, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Just make sure you call him a multi-millionaire man too because he's balling and a two-time MVP. Yeah. They haven't handed out no award yet, but he's getting it, damn it. That's why the Ravens are number one. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And look at the teams they've beaten this year that have been either – above 500 or 500. They played 12 of those teams this year that at one time were 500, wound up being 500. Only two games did they not beat teams by less than 10 points. Only two. <laughs> Everybody else, they were whooping that behind and taking names when it comes to Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, there's no, you, no you doubt. You guys are great. You guys are great, all three of you, picking Baltimore. That's a really solid answer. But it's the wrong answer. How's right? the wrong the answer? The number one oh. team right now, yeah. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I am not betting against Patrick Mahomes. Look, as Legolas told Aragon in Two Towers, Lord of the Rings, oh, I was wrong to despair. 
I was wrong to doubt Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's my bad. I was uh-huh. reading all the press clippings about the wide receivers. I was reading about how vulnerable the Chiefs were. Then they went up there to Buffalo. Sorry, Christine. Went up there to Buffalo <laughs> and they beat the Bills. All right? Well, I'm, ti- I'm tired of doubting them. Well, this is their time. Yeah, I know the it's time their time. Is now. You but, know, what, more importantly, what's that? I synced it. I, I, I seen it. About, I didn't no, see no, it with the no, other teams no, yet. But, I didn't see it with the other teams. About, I seen it with Patrick Holmes no, and but, the Chiefs. You can't use past Patrick history. Patrick Mahomey. You can't use past history from previous years. It's about We're talking now. about this uh-huh. year's teams and now. Yeah, I'm going to tell now. you the same thing that Joe Pesci said, Goodfellas. Do I amuse you, a clown? I'm funny like a clown amuse you? You're being very <laughs> funny right now by using previous events. Right now, Baltimore's number one. I'm a mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a Chiefs fan, but for right now this year, sure, it's been the Ravens. Sounds like Shannon's scared of Marcel to me. He really is. He's hurt. He doesn't want Marcel coming for his head. He really nah, does not he want receipts, that. He's keeping receipts. <laughs> so Marcel, remember, you heard it. You heard it when it comes to that. We got the Baltimore Ravens number one. So who do we have at number two? All right, we're gonna Harry. You'll start this time. Yep, number two for me is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, Patrick Mahomes being able to be on this level. Uh-huh. Uh but showing up and showing out at mm-hmm. Buffalo, mm-hmm. being able to play one of his best games, even though the numbers yeah. aren't going to say he played one of his best games, he was efficient. He was. He made plays. At one point, he had five throws, which are called explosive plays, of 20 yards or more, which was one more than his incompletions in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was putting which that, was, it, that That's how yeah, insane yeah. he was. Yeah, he, he was putting that ball either on their chest or on their face mask. They didn't have to move for it. He was as accurate. Even on the run, the one play where he has Valdez scantling down yep. the seam, steps up in the pocket, and he put that put it right there in his hands where he was able to make that kind of play. I'm with what's you. Ro- what's wrong with Shannon? No, what's wrong with you? Because the reason Shannon is like that is because of you, Harry. That's why. <laughs> What do you well, think, Shannon? Well, what team do you have? We're always juvenile here. Sometimes too much wrong taste. All right, Shannon. Oh, 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 Harry, I see the Kansas City Chiefs at number two, huh? Yeah. So number two, huh? So they're good, not great, huh? Look, I see James still walking the hover right now. I should tag team and have him come in here to tell you guys off about not putting his Kansas City hey, Chiefs hey, just, at number hey, one. Just because the WWE signed a $5 billion deal with Netflix, we ain't afraid yeah. of no wrestlers like yeah. you and James Steele. Not at all. We ain't afraid of y'all. Period. Devin, what about you? I got uh, the Chiefs what you guys said, Chiefs. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on. Part of the yep. NFL, Freddie and Harry Selection Committee. When it comes to conference championship weekend, Ravens are one, Chiefs are two. Who is? Number three. All right. So we st- I'm going to start with Devin. Because right, right now, Shad is like public enemy number one to me right now. But just being a contrarian. So, Devin, who's the third best team this weekend? <laughs> I was trying to do a line. Whoa. What was that? That You're was more. That was more. That was more. You try to do a line. That was more. That was more. Not at work, that, that was more L Y I N than the L O I N. That was more lion than I, anything. I, I advise, as your advisor, don't do the line at work, bro. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with the lions here, guys. Okay. All right. Devin's going with the lions. Shannon, ben, what line are you going to talk? We lost Shannon. Go ahead, Harry. Shannon's through. He's already dead. Shannon's now, through. I like what Detroit has been able to do, man, this entire season and in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going with Brock Purdy. I'm going with their defense. I'm going with those skill position players. Even if they don't have Debo Samuel, I'm rocking with San Fran. So they're the number three team, in my opinion. All right. How about you, Shannon Penn, now if you're back here on Planet Earth? Uh, number three, I'll go with the Detroit Lions. Okay. The Lions are set to have a quarterback who's going to reach the Super Bowl for the second time in five years in Jared Goff. All right. I, have, I like what Dan Campbell's doing. I like the, the confidence that he's bestowed upon his team. I love the fact that they have so many former players on their coaching staff. 
The Detroit Lions deserve it. The fans deserve it. They've been hurting for some years. Detroit Lions at number three. I got the 49ers at number three. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, we, we need a tiebreaker. I mean, do we enlist the services of the one, the only, the lovely Christine Lisi when it comes to I think she is available we to have make to. sure this can be a part of the tiebreaker. So yep. Devin and I have taken San Francisco as the third best team left this weekend. Christine after Baltimore and Kansas City. Harry and Shannon on the other side with the Detroit Lions. No, so. no, no, no. De- Devin. Me and you got San Francisco. Dev oh. and Shannon, they oh. have uh, Detroit. Well, then Christine should go all our way because we know what we're talking about. Those no, no, no. I think she should go our way. No, no. They're too close. Christine is closer about. to ours. Yeah. No. Well, I think me and Freddie are most sober because uh, exactly. we aren't yeah. on the line thing. One of, yeah. one, of the people, <laughs> one of the people who want the Chiefs, they never come to visit. So no, they're, they're, put it this way: put it, the two guys that don't need to be drug tested the most are Freddie mm. and Harry. You there two, you on go. the other hand, a whole different story. All so, right, Christine. Right now, we have the Ravens the number one team, Chiefs number two. What say you? Number three, right now. I have to go with the Lions. Yes. <laughs> the sad part about that is not that you said that, Christine. Wow. These two celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more than he could ever celebrate for the Giants, Giants Devin's team. Devin's quite a dancer. It really was. I mean, Devin's spinning around like the late, great Michael Jackson. Shannon ran around like he was in church speaking in tongues. They never acted this way when the Giants won a game this year. I think I broke the printer. I think I know you broke it. Hey, you broke it, you buy it. <laughs> you break it, you buy it. Oh, no, it's fixed. You. It's fixed. You sure? So I guess the lines are number three. The committee has spoken as far as that goes. And the 49s are number four. What kind of world do we live in with Oops. those two bums over there named Shannon hey, and Devin? I'm laughing. <laughs> Miss Christine said, Devin's quite the dancer. Yeah. Well, that's what candy normally do to you. <laughs> <laughs> when it's involved. <laughs> now Devin's move walking now and everything like that. All right, so what's, what's the recap? What's the four looking like, Freddie? Okay, number four. That's not putting Brock Purdy on the screen there, Devin Kane. It's we got the 49ers. The 49ers are number four. Lions are number three. Chiefs are number two. And the Baltimore Ravens are number one part of the Freddie and Harry Selection Committee when it comes to conference championship weekend. I still cannot get over your two reaction when Christine Lisi sided with you. <laughs> they, they went to hollering like some kids, didn't they? They really did. Like, I can't believe two Giants fans. You know, it's like the old Bill Cosby skit. Christine is great. We're going to get the chocolate cake. That was those two. <laughs> Christine now, decided to side with them. Now, Miss Christine, I love you, and I can't believe you signed with Devin and Shannon. Why can't now, you? Free country. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what the bills are at home. Wow. Hey. Really? Harry. Really? Get them, Christine. Get them, Christine. I wanted me to bake for you when you come up here in a couple Miss Christine, I love you, but I had, the, I had to take Harry, the opportunity. Don't you dare. <laughs> I don't you dare. Bill's talk for three, two days. Exactly. I'm see, losing my mind. See, Christine, put it this way. Based on Harry Dog, because he gets nothing when he comes up here now. <laughs> when he comes, you know what you're going to get? You're going to get what my dad just tell me. Either you can do eat what we want or have sleep for dinner. You're going to have sleep for food when it comes to Christine baking treats for you. That's what you're going to have. Miss Christine, nothing personal, just business. Either way, we're, we're going to be having cupcakes with Christine. You're going to be having sleep cake. You're going to be having sleep when it comes to treats. and I love her. I love her. Yeah, love her. you can punk up now, but we got evidence. <laughs> we, we got what you said about her Buffalo Bills. Don't forget about ESPN Radio on Saturday. They get you ready for Conference Championship Sunday in the National Football League. Playoff preview with the pros. It starts at 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock on the West Coast on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And could we have one coach who's out in the NBA, but another coach who's out in the NFL and not get a job? We'll get to that on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. When Adrian Griffin woke up this morning, he was the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. They had the second best record in the NBA at 30-13 and 13 after 43 games. He's going to go to bed tonight as an ex-NBA head coach because he got fired by the Milwaukee Bucks today after only 43 games. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, when he was on Sportsman earlier today, he said, people may have been surprised. But you should not have been. The writing has been on the wall since the start of the season, right? When you look at the Bucks defense, it has been horrible. So bad that when we're watching, when I'm watching the game with my kids, I make them go to bed because I don't want them to see that type of defensive <laughs> effort. And the fact of the matter is, is that Adrian Griffin never had a voice and never had the locker room from the start of training camp. And now we're seeing this happen, which is still surprising. As big as their daddy is, like any kid of Kendrick Perkins is going to say no to their father <laughs> when he says you're going to do this or else like like that's ever going to be a discussion involving the Perkins household and the kids when it comes to their dad but all the things he was saying not saying that people missed them but the record blinded people when it comes to 30 and 13 because even with that plenty of people looked at the Bucks, Harry and said that really does not look right with Giannis Antetokounmpo Damian Lillard part of the same basketball team because of the way they were playing on the defensive end, it wasn't going to be sustainable for championship basketball. And in order to get to an NBA championship and try to win another one, in which they did a few years ago, you have to defend. 
you do have the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference. You do have the Philadelphia 76ers. You have the Miami Heat. You have the Cavs. Like, you have to defend because they have dudes. Yeah. When it comes to key moments in ball games, when you're, let's just say you're on the last three or four defensive stretches of a ball game. Can you get it together? Can you lock down? Can you get a defensive stop right. to potentially, if you're down one or two points, so you can go down and have an opportunity to win the game? So those are the type of things that, that matter when it comes to playoff basketball because once you get into a seven-game series, see, every, you, you know all the plays. So now it's based on that individual talent of that offensive player, but do you have the right defense for that individual talent? Now, sometimes guys make tough shots, but if – you can live with yourself with someone making a tough shot versus making a wide open shot. Yeah, no doubt about that. I'm sure somewhere Mike Boonholzer is going, so I wasn't the problem, huh? You guys <laughs> moved on from me, barely two seasons removed from winning an NBA championship, the first one of the Milwaukee Bucks in 50 years. So I guess I was not the problem when it comes to Milwaukee Bucks because you have to be very careful that when you make a coaching change that you want the opposite of what was there. And you got the sense the Bucks had felt they had gone as far as they could with Mike Budenholzer, even though his message was still getting through to this basketball team, still getting through to players. Even Giannis talked about how much he meant to him in his career before they decided to move on from him, and they got the complete opposite of that when it comes to Mike Budenholzer. That's not saying that Adrian Griffin was not paying attention to detail, but Budenholzer is a disciple of Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs. There's detail-oriented, and there are guys that coached under him and Becky Hammond as well, who coached under Greg Popovich. They pay attention to the little things. Those little things were missing. And the most important little thing, you better be able to get along with your star. And whatever that was, whatever that disconnect was, that was too much for Milwaukee to ignore between Adrian Griffin and Giannis and Damian Lillard, despite the fact they were 30-13 and 13 after 43 games. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the NBA is not the National Football League. <laughs> See, the NFL is ran by those owners, right? That, that, that's who run the National Football League. Right. The NBA, it's a different ball game. That is a player's league. So in saying that, if Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's a former MVP, former defensive player of the year, NBA champion, uh, there's a reason why Giannis, along with LeBron, is the other picker of players when it comes to the All-Star game. Right. So that should yes. let you know a lot that you, that, that you probably don't know. So if he has an issue with some things and those things aren't getting fixed – then he's going to go to management or management. They're going to come to him and ask him A, B, C, or D, and he has to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Because I think the truth is the best interest of the basketball team moving forward on a quest to win another NBA championship. Especially when the East is definitely a little bit better than it has been in recent memory. When yep. you got Milwaukee, you got Boston right now at the top of the heap. You got Indiana Pacers team that Tyrese Halliburton can stay healthy. He's going to be out three more games. The outstanding point guard with the hamstring injury. That's a team that doesn't worry about defense. Their, their best defense is trying to outscore you. You got the New York Knicks with Jalen Brunson, what they've been able to do. You got the Miami Heat. They're always going to be a pain in the you-know-what when they get into the playoffs. The Eastern Conference is a bit more of a difficult path to get out of. Philadelphia 76 is Joel Embiid making the case right now, being the best player in the NBA, and they've been the kind of team you got to keep an eye on. Cleveland Cavaliers have the longest winning streak right now in the NBA at eight games. And Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell have been terrific with that basketball team. And Jared Allen's controlled things on the inside. And they got wing players. For example, a guy that the Miami Heat used to have that's been able to be a big factor for that basketball team that they got in free agency, being able to shoot the basketball from the outside, making that work for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So all of a sudden now you got to worry about having to deal with teams that have been able to acquire pieces in the offseason. 
like we mentioned, the Cleveland Cavaliers having a chance to get a George Niang, for example, a guy that can stretch the floor. Also having a guy with Evan Mobley really coming into his own. Max Drews getting from the Miami Heat. And also you can't stop those teams. And you got Giannis on your basketball team, a former defensive player of the year. At a certain point, it's better. To, it's easier to get rid of one than to get rid of somebody of the other 15. See, that's another piece to this puzzle for me, though, Freddie, because when you have Giannis – who's won a defensive player of the year and he's been runner-up uh, in, in 2019. And you have a Brooke Lopez who was a runner-up in 2023. It's not like you don't have the DNA for, for, for it. Absolutely. But when you don't have that head guy that's pulling it out, because sometimes you need that. It, that's what the Boston Celtics needed with Ime Idoka, right? And we've seen last year through a playoff stretch – that defensive mind not be there, right. and it cost the Boston Celtics under Joe Mazzulla. Mm-hmm. Now he's in his second year, and, and they're better when it comes to that. They also have a rim protector now, too, Absolutely. in Christoph Porzingis. So right. things are different for them. But when you don't have a coach that's pulling it out of you at times, because we, we got to understand about these athletes, they're going to work every day doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you need a constant reminder, hey, we got to put this at the forefront. Hey, we got to be better here. And you can't be scared to let guys know. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together. I'm Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So now what for the Milwaukee Bucks? Reports are out there among the leading candidate, a pool of candidates. Joe Prunty is going to be the interim head coach. But the leading candidate is somebody that's currently working with ESPN ABC. Uh-uh. What person, you talking? Yeah, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA insider dude that he is, ESPN NBA insider guy that he is, at the top of their list of pool of candidates that they want to get to as quick as possible is one Glenn Doc Rivers, who was barely removed from being the Philadelphia 76ers head coach last year, barely removed from being a, the Los Angeles Clippers coach not too long ago, but he is at the top of the list when it comes to the Bucks and the pool of candidates that they're looking for to – take the place of Adrian Griffin as their head coach. So if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, whether you get Doc Rivers or not, I want to see how much of this kind of sets them back a little bit or really energizes them again to say, he was the problem, we weren't the problem, we're going to let everybody know exactly what we're going to do being better forward and not taking a step back after losing Adrian Griffin. And there's another piece of this puzzle, Freddie, that you have to throw in with what you just said. Doc Rivers are you going to be able to turn it around or are you going to falter in which a lot of people believe you did when you was with the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. in your later years, uh, when you was with the Philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. in your later years, even though you had a guy named James Harden. Right. But that's the microscope that's going to be on Doc Rivers now if he becomes the guy that takes that job. If you're a Bucks fan, though, it's not like your team's going to really take a step back. Right now, Boston's number one in the Eastern Conference. Not yep. new news here. But if you're the Bucks, it's you, Philadelphia, right there, combined together, not far behind the Boston Celtics. Because every one of those teams we mentioned, they have dominant players that can take over a game. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and the rest of those guys in Boston. Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey in Philadelphia. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard with the Milwaukee Bucks. So whatever coaching change you're going to make, it's not just about being the right fit, but how do you fit with the two guys that you need to survive in advance? How do you make sure you can maximize together and separately Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard? Joe Mazzulla's been able to figure that out for the Boston Celtics this year. Boy knows Nick Nurse has figured that out 
with Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. We've seen Tom Thibodeau at times can get in the way, but he's figured that out with Jalen Brunson and also Julius Randle. If you don't want to fall back a little bit behind Boston, whoever the next coach is going to be, how do you figure that out going forward where everybody's going to buy in, especially the two guys you need to buy in when it comes to Giannis and Dame Time in Milwaukee, no matter who that new coach is going to be? And when you play a team like the Philadelphia 76ers, I, I would ask the Milwaukee Bucks, tell me how you're going to slow down Tyrese Maxey. Tell me how you're going to slow down Joel Embiid if defensive principles aren't at the forefront of things. We know you guys can score the basketball. Absolutely. How are you going to stop Tobias Harris being that third scorer? Somebody has to step up. The entire team, honestly, has to step up, and that's some coaches included. That's going to be moving forward with this organization as they are on this quest to try to win a second NBA championship within the last five years. I can't wait until Giannis has to face those questions why it didn't work and what his answers are going to be because he and Damian Lillard are still there, but after 43 games in his first season, Adrian Griffin is not. Fired early today by the Milwaukee Bucks, even though that team was 30-13 and 13 after their first 43 games. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, and always tell you smart speaker, to play ESPN Radio. We have new members of the immortal class of the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2024. And in other news, this may be a brand new club for a guy named Harry Douglas to want to try to get into. Keep it here. That's next. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Freddie and Harry on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. It's now, it's now time to congratulate not one, not two, but the three newest members of the Baseball Hall of Fame. They are Adrian Beltre. Joe Maurer, Todd Helton inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. They'll be inducted later on this year with the manager from the, all the Detroit Tigers, Jim Leyland, not Jim Leyland, excuse me, Jim Leland, who used to manage the Detroit Tigers and also the Pittsburgh Pirates. Gary Sheffield, still on the outside looking in, he received 63.9% support in his 10th and final year on the ballot. Billy Wagner fell just short, receiving 73.8% in the second and last year on the ballot. He missed induction by five votes. Andrew Jones got 61.6% of the vote. Carlos Beltran, 57.1% of the vote. But congratulations to Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helton. They'll be the latest inductees into the Baseball Hall of Fame later on this summer in Cooperstown. Andrew Jones, man, you know, I'm biased because I'm an Atlanta guy, and Mm -hmm. we know a lot of the same people as well. I really want him to get in because he did mean so much to Atlanta when he actually played here. Um, another guy, Omar Vizcale, man. I remember those Indian days yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> up in Cleveland yeah. with mm-hmm. him and uh, whatnot. Yeah. And A-Rod, when, when do you think A-Rod is going to? He's never – he, Barry Bonds, Rafael Palmero, Roger Clemens, uh, until the old but guard, I don't, I don't. But I don't agree with it, though. I'm I, not saying I disagree with it or agree with it. But the only way they're going to get any more consideration is that the, when the old guard is not allowed to be a part of the Baseball Riders Association of America, those ones who vote for the baseball. They still have PTSD from the steroid years of Major League Baseball. Never mind the majority of the riders that were covering the sport then. Look the other way when all this was going on. And how many of those same riders completely crushed Jose Canseco when he came out with his book? And he named names, just like the Seinfeld episode. And every name he named was connected one way or the other to the whole steroids epidemic in Major League Baseball. Plenty of these writers that are part of the voting process were complicit when this was going on because Major League Baseball was going to do anything possible to get fans back into the stadiums and back to watching their sport after the strike took the World Series away in 1994. So playing them one of those fans in the stands and playing people in Major League Baseball allowed the steroid PED era to exist that way because it meant a lot to their bottom line when it came to money and fans putting more of their money in their pockets to line those pockets with gold. You'd think it didn't? I was that kid watching Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire as those two faced off and to see who was going to have the most home runs in Major League Baseball. Like, I remember those days, man. Like it, it was. You talk about the theatrics. You talk about the show that it put on mm-hmm. across the United States. Mm-hmm. It was a major thing and a major part of baseball in its history, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think I wonder how much of that because people, not so much young people now, because that's before their time. They're not even worried about that. Younger people more than ever before they want to be entertained, and you don't entertain them within the first five seconds. If there's no cool factor to what you're doing, they don't want to be bothered with it. And a lot of older people are like that. But if you're Major League Baseball, they've seen their lost, not so much the innocence, Harry. They've seen the loss, the fact of how to promote their sport, how to market their sport. People mm-hmm. still watch baseball. But I wonder how much of that is because there's nothing else on and they can't find anything else. You don't want that to be attached to your sport. You don't have to worry about that. The NFL, college football, the NBA, even the NHL. 
there's a cool factor that if something is on, you want to go watch it. Baseball has not had that, when you think about it, since the Chicago Cubs ended that drought and won the World Series. But you want to know why? But they haven't realized how to put entertainment at the forefront. Absolutely. With, Absolutely. In which the other sports have been able to do. Mm-hmm. Like, we still have people that get upset about a bat flip. Man, it's uh, entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's part yeah. of the game. Yeah, that has never bothered you. You don't want a guy to do a bat flip, then make sure he doesn't need a home run yes. that, that started in the United States and landed in Mexico. Yep. Solve that problem. So when you have Major League Baseball, the sport is still great. I'm a ba- that baseball is the first sport I've ever loved, but I also know exactly how they're not helping themselves. Now they made some strides. I love the fact they mic the players on Sunday Night Baseball each and every week. That yeah, was pretty that was cool. cool when they're on the field talking with the announcers up in the booth. That was pretty cool to do something like that. More of those kind of cool factor things for entertainment eye candy value is going to help your sport. Not harm your sport if you major league baseball. Like, and even though this happened to my baseball team, the Braves versus the Phillies, like I enjoy, you know, the Bryce Harper after he hits yeah. the home runs because of something, you know, a Braves player may have said in his post game interview after winning the game. Like, I enjoy stuff like that because because I believe it adds more value to the sport. No doubt. I'm about a that. I'm a baseball junkie, Freddie. I can watch a little league baseball game the entire game, high mm-hmm. school, college, yeah. yep. MLB. And, and be perfectly fine. I'm the same way with the College World Series. When that happens every year in Omaha, Nebraska, I'm watching yep. every pitch in every game. And Major League Baseball still does that for me. But I clearly know I'm in the minority and not just in my age group when it comes to that sport. That was the first sport I ever loved. But at times the scenes does not love me back when it comes to Major League Baseball. But congratulations to Adrian Beltre, Joe Myra, Todd Helton, inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. They'll be inducted later on this summer in Cooperstown, New York. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Each and every night we make sure that you miss down on anything. It could be in the world of sports or outside of the world of sports. You always get caught up courtesy of... They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. Harry Douglas is not exactly a club goer when you're a married man with two kids. Your club going days... Definitely will put to the wayside for more oh, than a yeah. second ago. <laughs> that doesn't mean he may not want to be a part of this club. In the bathhouse flat iron section of New York, they have a brand new club that involves a sauna, 800 square foot room, heated to 185 degrees Fahrenheit, and can fit almost 100 people, whether you're naked, nearly naked, or not naked, to get your sweat on when it comes to the latest club in New York City. 185-degree sauna. That's 800 square feet of room. I don't even want no jello. Tell Lou put some damn clothes on. I don't want to see <laughs> nothing wrinkled over there. Come on, Lou. Put some clothes on. But here's the deal. Attractions are offered and welcome. If you have the slightest bit of being unattractive, you're not getting in. Oh, yeah. I'll get in there. Uh, that, that, well, you don't have anything to worry about. As as <laughs> some people have to deal with that velvet rope. <laughs> and about to keeping you out if you're not attractive enough and it's open until midnight each and every day designed to make people look good. The Bathhouse Flat Iron Club in New York. Now, is it like coming to America where you... Let me stop. Please do. Please do. Yes, you're, I'm glad you stopped yourself. You're clean, your royal highness. <laughs> Please. If you want to join this club, you pay 60 to $85 for a day pass to use the amenities. And the sauna size, they say, is that big for you to get your sweat and whatever else you want to get on 
called the Bathhouse Flatiron in New York. How City. big? Amber and Ian is next. They got all the big news and sports. <laughs> what? Amber and being fired by the Bucks. Excuse me. Freddie and Harry and Mighty ESPN Radio. God bless and keep cool. Ah. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.